0: culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, we contemplate this from time to time, but the world is a very big place and the challenge to go into all the world preaching the gospel and making disciples of all nations is big, it's complex, and there are constant transitions as the responsibility passes from older generations to younger generations. Well, some insights today with Graham Furlong, a real champion of faith and service that I've known personally now for decades, who spent many years in Papua New Guinea serving in mission with South Sea Evangelical Mission and then with MAF Mission Aviation Fellowship. He spent years championing FEBC, broadcasting Christian radio around the world. And in recent years, he's been promoting and distributing Christian literature, a conversation today about resourcing Bible colleges in the developing world. Graham Furlong, a special welcome along to 2020. Oh, thank you. Graham, the scarcity of books and resources in Bible colleges around the world, uh, this is something we don't often give enough attention to. Uh, Neil, it's
1: amazing. Across the world, in many, many countries, especially the developing countries, they teach English in schools, but when people finish their education as such, there's no books for them to read. And Christians particularly want, want education. They want to go on with their learning. And in mission work, of course, they, many of them start small Bible schools with a, uh, a pastor and uh, a Bible, but they don't have any books. And we've, we've had an amazing ministry touching uh, Bible schools at all different levels, some of them up to university level, but some of them just pretty much under a gum tree <laughs> out in the bush. Uh, and they're pleading for books. And the letters we get back when we send them a carton of books is unbelievable.
0: Some might say, in this digital age, doesn't everybody have a mobile phone? Can't you just download a whole lot of things online? But it really doesn't work that way, does it? If you are leading a church in a developing country and you're looking to resource and teach and develop the people that you're working with into leaders. It depends on the country, I guess, uh,
1: quite a bit. Uh, In Europe, Far East Broadcasting Company people are listening to uh, to their telephones. But if you go to many, many countries in Africa or Papua New Guinea or uh, the islands, they don't have telephones and, and charging facilities. Uh, they listen to shortwave radio still. But having books, uh, they they just relish being able to use their English and... and uh, and learn. And, and they'd say, please send us another thousand books, please. Uh, your books are like gold to us. We can't afford to buy books. We never see books like this. Um, and my feeling is that a carton of tr- a 12 kilo carton of books with a study Bible, a full Bible commentary, a large Bible handbook, and then a whole range of books on prayer, on leadership, a whole range of topics.
0: They say it's like gold to us. It's like gold. Uh, For someone who says, well, the only book we really need is the Bible, uh, they're falling a little bit short because when you want to train leaders, as you say, Graham, you've got to have books on prayer. You've got to have those biographies of those great Uh, those missionaries and faith leaders that have been dotting the landscape of the Christian church. You've got to have all of that study material that gives perspective and discerning dimensions about our Christian faith. So these things are necessary. We take them for granted, but they haven't got these in so many nations. This is what you've been working on. Exactly. We only send books that will take them into the Bible and to know the Lord. They're the, that's our goal. And in a day and age when the statistics would show us that 90% of the leaders, the pastors in churches in the developing world actually don't have any formal qualification, the need for sending these sorts of materials is actually perhaps more important than ever before.
1: It's uh, It really is incredible, the response that we get
0: to a carton of books. You send books into places across Africa to nations like Myanmar, the Philippines. Uh, You've just recently sent some books into New Caledonia, uh, into the Solomon Islands. Literacy is an issue, isn't it? Because with each new generation, they're learning not only their mother tongue, but oftentimes learning English. So those English books that we might have on our bookshelves or the books that we can get into their hands for le- raising up leaders uh, these are as you say like gold and being in English is not a bad thing. Oh in most countries around the world uh, the
1: people can handle English.
0: Now Graham is it the case that teaching English goes hand in hand with a lot of these new Bible colleges that are, are, are blossoming up ar- around the developing world? Um
1: we haven't found any schools ourselves that uh, are not using English. Maybe some of their English is uh, not quite the same English as we would learn in a school here. But uh, they battle their way through. I've I've sat in a village in Papua New Guinea with a fellow reading an authorised version Bible, and uh, he battles his way through the old English, and he's learning. And they will persevere uh, even with books like like that. But uh, we try to, to send uh, material that is uh, suitable to their English.
0: Uh, let me just uh, touch on a scenario here. The growth of the church in places like Africa, it is just explosive growth, as it is in South America and as it is in China. Amazing things happening. Uh, the scenario, Graham, oftentimes a leader will plant something like 10 churches. When they've got 10 churches, they say, we need a Bible college because we've got to raise up these leaders. In order to have a Bible college, somehow or other you've got to have a library of books and they're not that easily available. Give us your insights into what goes on in the thinking of that leader who says we need to start a Bible college. Where am I getting the books from?
1: I've got letters in front of me with uh, a fellow in Zimbabwe who looks after seven churches uh, in different areas with a vast number of adherents, and he's looking after the leaders and pastors of each of those churches, and so he needs material to help them. He can't run a Bible school for them. Maybe they've been to Bible school, but he's also running a Bible school for future leaders And they just need help.
0: Now, I mentioned an older generation passing on the baton or the responsibility to a younger generation. Uh, Let us in here on your own scenario right now, Graham. Uh, You're looking for someone who can come in and actually add value and take what you've begun to a new level. What's your story here? <laughs> only a few weeks ago,
1: I had three trips to a hospital on an, in an ambulance. I wasn't sure that I'd be here tonight. <laughs> but there are opportunities for doing what we're doing, but I'm starting to crack up. I'm starting to... Uh, I'm nearly at the end of the road. I'm looking forward to going to be with the Lord. I'm on serious cancer treatment, and that's only some of, one of the problems. We're looking for people who would be prepared to come in and take over this, or share in this ministry, and uh, maybe we have a church behind them that that needs a missionary vision.
0: I imagine that people could start doing what you've been doing from wherever they might be around Australia. Yes, Uh, But we're speaking to you, you live in Brisbane and uh, the things that you've been doing, you're the backbone of your organisation, you're looking to hand over the reins of what has already begun. Is it easy or hard to find someone who might look to jump in and take over the reins?
1: I'm saddened to find in my travels churches that don't have a missionary activity, And uh, I couldn't think of recommending a better missionary activity than supplying good material to Bible schools around the world.
0: Okay, so the interesting concept there is that what we do in church life, and some will say there is no other activity we ought to be involved in other than mission, whether that's a local mission or international. But sometimes you can lose sight of that really important focus and get distracted into all sorts of other things. And if you were looking for a mission activity, the way that you send books around the world, this is something that ordinary people in an ordinary church could take up? It costs so much to send a missionary
1: overseas today. $100,000 a year is not an unusual expenditure to send a missionary, but it doesn't cost anywhere near that to send a a batch of books and uh, I can assure you that I know that those books select the right books sent to the right people will have the same effect.
0: Graham, where do the books come from? Because are there people who are donating their lifelong collection of books? Uh, Are there people who are scouring book fests and looking for uh, the books that will be suitable to send? Where are the books coming from?
1: We get a lot of books from the Brisbane Book Fest twice a year. We've had uh, libraries from ex-missionaries, ex-pastors and just ordinary Christians who pass on books that they're not using anymore. We vet them. Uh, sadly, we've found books that we wouldn't send in that such libraries, but
0: that's a source of, books for us and there may be people listening to us now who have a lifelong collection of books and you're wondering what happens to it Uh, well if I die uh, maybe my family will throw them all out well they can be used because there are places around the world Bible colleges that are being created left right and centre that could use a library full of books and one individual library here in Australia may be enough for a functioning Bible college in a church in the developing world For people who are looking to be a part of something new and perhaps take over something or start something like this in your own community, uh, let me give a connection to Graham Furlong. Uh, I've got an email address for you to be in contact with Graham. It's G E Furlong, F U R L O N G, at optusnet.com.au. That's G E Furlong at optusnet. .com.au and uh, if you forget that uh, contact me here at vision and i'll pass on a contact number for graham furlong graham you've had a wonderful career a servant of the lords uh, let me honor you because having known you for as long as i have and known some of the activities that you've been involved in you've been a real go-getter a hard worker a special honor to you for all of the good work that you've done over so many decades and uh, God's richest blessing on you. And thank you so much for coming and joining us and sharing your heart with us on 2020. Oh, we've only just proved what the Lord said. Uh, Trust
1: him and he'll give us a life full of enthusiasm. And we've had that. It's been a fantastic joy. And, of course, the, the family and friends we've gained in all this is unbelievable.